Developing teachers is important, but it's rarely urgent. When we're proactive, we can plan ahead and do this most important work of developing teachers. However, assistant principals operate in an environment where being reactive is a defining feature. One of the ways to move from being driven by the urgent to being driven by the purposeful is to become strategically reactive. What does that mean? Stay tuned. Hello, colleagues, and welcome to the Assistant Principal Podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Buskey. The goal of this podcast is to help improve the life and leadership of assistant principals. This podcast complements APEX, the Assistant Principal Acceleration Program, but you certainly don't need to be an APEX member to find value in the podcast. It's just me today talking about the transition to being driven by the important instead of the urgent. The beginning of today's show will recap a couple of the frameworks of strategic leadership. We will then dive into five strategies for being strategically reactive. Before we do that, I want to celebrate. The first episode of this podcast released in August 2021, with six additional episodes released sporadically prior to the new year. Beginning in mid-January, we have released a new episode every Thursday, and last week the show topped 1,000 total downloads. We have listeners in 41 states and 9 countries, so thanks to everyone for becoming a part of this community. I also need to give a big shout out to the podcast team, which is a family affair. Editing each episode, uploading it, and then working on the website is a lot of work, and I could not produce a weekly podcast without Lance Buskey, who assumed all of those duties at the beginning of this year. Lance, your help not only makes this show possible, but the quality of your work brings something else, peace of mind. If you found this show via the daily email, Instagram, or LinkedIn, then you have Mara Buskey to thank. Mara has been instrumental in helping to spread the word. She brings a creativity and energy to our social media posts that I cannot match. And if you subscribe to our daily leadership email, you can thank Mara for that as well. She's also coordinating a special episode of this podcast that will feature a panel of first-year teachers discussing what they need from their APs, so you'll get to hear her voice soon. Okay, to today's topic. Back in episode one, we talked about the six dimensions of organizations. The most important dimension is the organization's purpose. Three other dimensions, the people, the structures, and the resources support that purpose. The fifth dimension is external forces, and the final dimension are the internal forces. Now, the internal forces actually are a reflection of the degree of alignment between the people's structures and resources and the organizational purpose. The degree of alignment within the organization determines how successful the organization is in fulfilling its purpose. Um, Most fundamentally, the work of leaders is to increase organizational alignment. Increasing alignment leads to achieving purpose. It also improves the internal forces or the organizational culture. A fundamental challenge to doing this purposeful work of alignment is the way urgency drives our actions. In episode 14, we talked about the Eisenhower matrix, which divides tasks into four quadrants. Quadrant one on the top left is important and urgent. Quadrant two on the top right is important, but not urgent. 
quadrant three on the bottom left is urgent but not important, and quadrant four on the bottom right is not urgent or important. When we're driven by urgency, we focus on quadrants one and three at the expense of quadrant two, which is where the work of aligning systems and supporting teacher growth occurs. This brings us to the two most important responsibilities of school administrators. First, keep everyone safe. Second, improve outcomes for students by helping teachers grow. And since growth activities are primarily quadrant two, in order for assistant principals to become strategic leaders, they need to be able to escape the treadmill of the urgent. There are four keys to getting off that treadmill. The first of these is to act with intention on a daily basis. At the end of today's podcast, I'll encourage you to sign up for my daily leadership email, specifically because it helps you to set a leadership intention at the beginning of each day. But I digress. Ideally, being intentional means being proactive. But even when we are reacting, we can become intentional by applying five strategies to become strategically reactive. Strategic reaction applied consistently will help us to slowly recapture some time to devote to quadrant two. More importantly, applying the five strategies conditions us to be intentional. When forced to react to a situation, you have five options for action. The actions are arranged hierarchically. Think of them as a sorting method Try to apply the first action. If you can't do that, then the second, then the third, and so on. The first strategy for strategic reaction is to give it up. Ask yourself whether this is a necessary task. You may be surprised how many tasks are not important. They're urgent, but not important. So they're those quadrant three things. If it's not important, let it go. Items in this category include lots of email, especially the FYI types, some meetings, paperwork. This is also an effective strategy for dealing with requests that appear mundane or capricious. Strategy two, give it back. Some issues are important to others, but not to you or to the organization. These shouldn't be ignored as they can have an impact on the invested party's motivation. But you can think of these things as monkeys. When someone tries to give you their monkey, give it back to them. You don't need to care for other people's monkeys. You can give monkeys back by doing the following. First, acknowledge the concern and the emotions of the monkey's owner. Second, rephrase the concern as you understand it. And third, provide them with a task as a next step. Examples of a task could include further reflection on what the root problem is, developing a list of options, talking with others, doing some research, or scheduling a future meeting. These steps help assure the person that you have heard them and validated their concern, but they also put the onus on the person to solve their own problem or take care of their own monkey. Some people will never bring that monkey back to you again, and that's good because if they weren't willing to work on their own monkey, why should you? Others may spend some energy on the, on the task you asked them to do and come back. And that's a sign that they're invested in taking care of their own monkey. And then you can respond appropriately at that point. The third strategy is give it away. 
Ideally, you should spend time doing the things that only you can do. That may mean doing what only you have the skill for, but it also may mean doing only what you have the unique responsibility to do. If the task isn't dependent on your unique talent or your position, can you give it away or delegate it to someone else? This is important as leaders often hang on to or own issues that could be given to others. There are a couple of barriers to giving the issue away and you should be mindful of them. Each of these barriers can be dealt with proactively, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later, with some planning and investment. The three barriers to giving away tasks are A. They won't do it the way you would do it. B. They are capable but don't have the skills or the capacity to do it at the moment. And C. The task is complex and others don't know the processes. Developing strong standard operating processes or SOPs can help other people to do things that you don't have to do and to do them consistently and well. And we'll take a deep dive on SOPs at some podcast in the near future. The other thing to be aware of is that we often don't let go of things that we enjoy doing, even if we shouldn't be doing them. I knew an assistant principal who spent two hours a month doing the bulletin board opposite the main office door. She loved doing the bulletin board and she did a great job. But this AP was too busy to follow up on her observations of teachers. So that was two hours a month, 30 minutes every week, that she selfishly indulged in something that she liked to do at the expense of growing teachers. The fourth strategy for strategic reaction is to give it a C. If you must be the one to do the task, give it your minimal effort and be done with it. Obviously, this doesn't apply to anything that's mission critical, but do you really need to spend three hours preparing a weekly update? This is very difficult for many people, but remember the three epiphanies. Epiphany one, I can't do everything. Epiphany two, I choose what doesn't get done. Epiphany three, my choices reflect my values. This means that when you choose to spend extra time making sure something is perfect, you are valuing the appearance of your professionalism over investing that time into helping a teacher improve their craft. I'm sorry if that sounds harsh, and you may disagree with me, but be aware the next time you are investing precious time into making sure the email is just right or the document formatting is perfect, yes, you must get the schedule changes out to teachers. But does the table really need to be pretty? Does clip art improve the information? Are the extra paragraphs you've included to justify your thinking really necessary? In the extra minutes you spent to be perfect, you could have done a five-minute coaching session. Which one of these would have had a bigger impact on your school? And there is this. By definition, a C is good enough. The final strategy for being strategically reactive is to give it a bounce. If it's complex and it requires your attention, take the minimal action that will allow you to bounce it to someone else for the next step. This gets it off your plate so you don't need to worry about it. If it comes back to you later, that's fine. 
Dealing with small tasks is easier than dealing with big ones, and a minimal response may be better than a detailed but delayed response. I want to focus more on these last two items because they're closely related. How might your job be different if instead of trying to be great, you took an MVP approach to everything? Remember, MVP stands for minimally viable product or minimally viable process. This may sound insane, but think about it for a minute. Is an MVP newsletter any less valuable than a fancy one? Is an email that says yes in response to a question any less valuable than one that includes three paragraphs about why the answer is yes? Does anyone even read those three paragraphs? Is an MVP report any less valuable than a flowery one? There are all kinds of shortcuts we can take and should take. Part of this is becoming more aware of the types of interactions we have with people. If a teacher comes to us with a concern over a scheduling change, we need to understand the purpose of the conversation. If they aren't happy and just want to vent, then all we need to do is listen. If they have a question, then we need to answer the question. If they have an idea, then we need to listen and process the idea. Too many times we don't stop and assess what the person needs from that conversation. We begin explaining and justifying and convincing. This is a problem because if we're doing all the talking, then we aren't really listening. People are more concerned with the answer to the question than the rationale behind the answer. And if they want the rationale, they'll ask for it. I'll have a copy of these five strategies for being strategically reactive on my website at the Assistant Principal Podcast tab. And my website is frederickbuskey.com. If you want to put these strategies into practice, try this. Over the course of the next week, take a few minutes to reflect at the end of each day. Was there anything you did that was unnecessary? Did you accept any monkeys from other people? Did you do things that other people could have done equally as well, or at least good enough? Did you spend more time on something because you wanted it to be just right? Did you fixate or delay on something because you wanted it to be better? Remember, you have two jobs, keep people safe and help teachers become better. Everything else is a distraction. They may be important, mandatory, even essential, but they're still a distraction from your core job. Put your core responsibilities first. Keep people safe. Develop your teachers. Then fill in the rest of your time. Be strategically reactive to help protect that time that you invest in teacher development. We began the show by celebrating 1,000 downloads. Being a listener makes you a part of this growing community. That's really important because school leadership can be a very isolating job. If you're happy just listening to the podcast and that's all you need, then thank you. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Maybe consider reviewing and rating the podcast to help other APs find it or recommending it to some of your contacts. If you think the podcast is great but would like to become more connected, you can do the following all for free. Look for the assistant principal group on LinkedIn and request to join. You can also connect with both Mara and I on LinkedIn and Instagram. 
Subscribe to our daily leadership email, 300 words or less, delivered to your inbox every morning at 6 a.m. Imagine reading something that will help you set a leadership intention each day. That's how we grow. You can find a link in the show notes or on my website homepage at frederickbuskey.com. Another thing you can do for free is to give me some feedback, please. I develop shows around topics that the APs I work with talk to me about. As our audience grows beyond my home base of the Carolinas, I need to hear from people from other places. Please consider dropping me an email and share your thoughts at frederick at frederickbuskey.com. If you know an educator who would make a great guest, consider connecting us. Just email them and CC me. You can say something like, hey, you would be a great guest for this guy's podcast. You could talk about X and I'm copying him on the email. If you do want to spend money, you can always join Apex. Right now, I'm running a four-month special, April through July, for $200. Just use the code LISTENER when you check out. Just choose the four-month option, as there will be some big changes coming to Apex in August when we kick off the 2022-23 year. An Apex membership gets you a weekly content email and access to online webinars and group coaching. I hope you enjoyed the show and are able to implement these five strategies for being strategically reactive. Give it up, give it back, give it away, give it a C, give it a bounce. That wraps up today's show. I'm Frederick Buskey, and I hope you'll join me next time for the Assistant Principal Podcast.